Hey there, welcome into the Render Podcast. I'm your host, Cam, and I'm so excited to be talking to you all about outsourcing and subleasing today. This is a specific episode all for rental business owners and uh, people who work for rental businesses. So I'm so excited that you've joined us here today. You can either watch us on YouTube and uh, listen to our podcast that way with our video streaming, or you can listen to on Apple Podcasts or Spotify Podcasts if you search The Render Podcast. Anyways, we're so excited to dive right in and talk all about outsourcing and subleasing. Hey there, you're listening to The Render Podcast, a podcast for creatives. I'm Cam, a visionary leader who has failed and thrived through small business leadership. After being in the events industry since 2010 and working with brands such as Nike, the Dallas Cowboys, and the Create and Cultivate, I became wildly passionate about education for small businesses. I teach others how to work with their dream clients, the mistakes I've made along the way. I hope you leave here refreshed, engaged, and ready to take on your company, making the next right decision. dive in. We are going to talk all about outsourcing, subleasing. But before we begin, I want to define both of those terms. So what is outsourcing? What is subleasing for those of you that might be newer in business? So the first one is outsourcing. So outsourcing means that you are going out, literally outsourcing. You're going out to go find whatever it is that your client is needing. So let's say you have a wedding client or a corporate client that comes in and they say, hey, we want XYZ from you, but we notice we don't have, you know, these things. Can you find them for us? And your answer is either yes or no. Some people in the event rental industry are happy to do outsourcing and happy to do uh, subleasing options, um, and some aren't. And you can fall under either of those categories. You don't have to do it, um, but you can. And so we're going to be teaching you ways to do that today. Um, But with outsourcing, you're going out to go find that thing, whether you are buying it or you're renting it. So if you're outsourcing something, you're going to do one of two things. You're going to buy or rent it. If you rent it, that's going to fall into the subleasing option, which we're going to talk about in a minute. But you also have the option of buying whatever it is that your client needs. And so it's oftentimes that our corporate clients, more often than our wedding clients, will come in and say they want, you know... um, they want furniture, they want um, backdrops, they want tables and chairs, or really fill in the blank, they want a whole bunch of different things. And then they have this great idea. They're like, hey, we want to do um, this backdrop, but I would notice that you don't have it, you have something similar. And so that's something that we can either go out and create, it's something that we can go buy, and that's what outsourcing means. And so, like I said, it's either sub-renting it from someone, creating it in-house, or going and buying it. Um, with specific things like backdrops or things that your client really wants that you haven't maybe seen somewhere else or maybe you have a great idea for it, it's really great to do that in-house or have a contractor build it for you. For example, right now in real time, we have a client, um, I think her event's next week or then a week after, um, but she is doing this conference and she wants these backdrops. They're angled at the very top backdrops are really cool, but nobody has them. And so she asked us if we could create them for her. And of course we said, yes, of course we can. And so that's called outsourcing. We're going out and we're going to figure out how do we get this product for them. Of 
course, we couldn't find it anywhere because they couldn't find it anywhere either. And so now we have the decision, do we buy something new, do we contract it out, or do we build it in-house? And we decided to build it in-house. And so we're in the midst of that project right now, getting excited for her event. Um, and so that's an example of outsourcing. Now, when we talk about subleasing or subrenting, that means somebody else has that product that your client wants. So now you have the option of going to that vendor and saying, hey, I would like to rent XYZ and I'll come pick it up or you can pay for them to deliver it for you or whatever that looks like. And sometimes you can get a little discount for doing that a business to business interaction versus um, B2C business to client um, interaction. And so that's something that you can build over time relationship wise with your sub rental um, network. But nonetheless, sub renting is going to another vendor who's maybe in the same industry as you that has something that you don't have that you want to add to your quote for your client. So there's a difference between the two, very slight difference, uh, but there's things that you might want to know about both of those that we're going to talk about. So when we're talking about outsourcing, and we're talking about a custom project, whether you do that in-house or whether you hire a contractor to do it for you, there's a few things that we need to keep in mind when we're doing that. Most of the time when you're creating something new because you can't find it somewhere else or because it's not available uh, to buy or purchase right away, there's a few things we need to consider before we actually go and create that product. So for example, I'm going to use the example that we have right now of the backdrops that are angled that we are building for our client. So we had the option of do we outsource it labor-wise and contract-wise and have somebody else create it for us, or can we do this? in-house. Now the difference between those two is do you have the tools readily available to be able to create that product? Do you have access to wood or the materials that you're needing to build those pieces? Um, can somebody else maybe get it less expensive and build it less expensive with their own liability uh, insurance and the tools that they have? Or do we need to go out and buy not only the material but also the tools to create that? Now, over time, if you start doing custom projects, you'll start to build your tool, um, kind of tool belt, if you if you will, of different tools that you're going to need to create these different products, right? So you might need angled backdrops. You might need a circle cut. You might need a straight cut. You might need um, certain tools to be able to attach that, like a staple gun or a drill or um, so many different caulking pen or so, so many different things that are available. Um, just go to your local Home Depot or Lowe's and you'll see a whole lot of different tools that could be used. Well, it's really expensive to buy those things. And so if you have enough orders coming in that you need a custom projects for, it might make sense to start adding those in versus going and hiring someone else to do it. Sometimes when we hire a contractor to do it, it's going to be a little bit more expensive because they're the ones that own the tools. They're the ones that have the expertise in doing so. And so it might be a little bit more expensive if you were to um, do it in-house, whether you're creating it, you're hiring one of your team members to create it, um, and all of that. Now, when you're hiring someone in-house to do it, so one of your employees or yourself, there's more to consider, and when it, we factor in the price to do that, than just the material itself. So you need to factor in the tools that you need to buy or purchase um, in addition, any um, nails, screws, uh, staples, anything that you need to secure things with. And then of course the labor, 
um, that you're putting it together. So how many hours do you assume it's going to take? What do you pay per hour to your employees to do that? Um, and then you might factor in a little bumper uh, rooms just in case things go wrong. So in case a cut is done wrong and you need to go buy more material or maybe a machine broke and so you now have to replace that machine. There's certain things that you need to take into consideration when we are building custom projects and outsourcing that for a client versus just hiring a contractor and saying, hey, here's what I need. Here's the timeline I need it. Ready, go. Right? That's going to cost more expensive typically unless, you know, you need some super special tool. So that's what I mean by custom projects outsourcing. The other side of outsourcing is if your client comes to you and they say, hey, I need um, a purple sofa or um, they need a certain rug or the certain side table or something like that, then you might need to go buy that product. And so you can go to your wholesale list, you can go uh, locally to your Target or Home Goods or at home or places like that to go find that. And so that's another type of outsourcing. So you can custom create project, you can go out and buy something. And then the other version is you can go out and sublease. Hey, Rental Pros, join us on November 2nd for the ultimate Rental Pro Conference, Rental Biz Summit. Join other amazing rental pros from around the world as we equip and encourage you to build the rental business of your dreams. This virtual summit is for you, whether you are in the discovery stage or full-fledged in your rental business. We have so many great things to look forward to, like amazing keynote speakers, an interactive workbook, and our RBS chat room so that you can connect with other rental pros. Some topics that we'll be covering this year are pricing, inventory, prioritizing health and wellness as a business owner, legal education, small business finances, and so much more. Don't miss it. Head to the link in our show notes to save your seat for Rental Biz Summit on November 2nd. Now, subleasing is the second part of this podcast episode that we're talking about. And so when you go out and sublease, it's because you have a relationship or you know of someone in your industry that has the product that you want to rent to your client. Um, you might not necessarily want to go buy that product because it might not rent all the time for you, but somebody else has it. Um, there are going to be people in your industry locally where you're at who might be willing to subrent it to you and who might not be willing to subrent it to you. Both are okay, and that is their decision on what they want to do. We ran into that uh, here locally in Dallas, Texas, and that's great. They get to make their decision on what they want to do with their business. And so if you want to allow people to rent from you and you want to rent from them, know that that is a very normal practice. People do that all the time across the nation and across the world. Um, so definitely keep that as an option. I would highly recommend um, if you are okay with it, going out and making relationships with your competitors, with the people that do the same thing as you, because you're going to, if you haven't already, you're going to get into a situation where someone says, hey, I need a purple sofa, or I need um, 500 of your ghost chairs, but you only have a couple hundred, um, or you need something that you don't have, and it might be the needle mover of whether that client books with you or not, because you can or can't get that product. So building these relationships with other people in your industry on a local level, is really important. Yes, it's important to build your relationships on a national or international level, meaning you're friends with us, you're friends with other rental companies throughout the nation to bounce ideas off of and such. But in addition to that, we need to make sure that we are building relationships with those who are in our local market 
as well. Very, very important. Um, there is, gosh, probably at least once a month, if not um, maybe more or less because of the pandemic that we're in right now, that we will subrent something from someone because we are sharing the love with others around us. When you go do that, we want you to make sure that you are super respectful of their contract terms, their rules that they put in place. There are going to be certain people who don't want you to come pick up things uh, because of the fragility of the pieces. And so they require their own team to do that. Be okay with that. Don't negotiate them. Um, Don't tell them how you would do it differently because guess what? It's not your business. It's theirs. They can do what they want to do. So all that to say, I would be super, super respectful of them. So what that looks like is just like how your clients reach out to you. You reach out to them or the contact that you have built up with someone there. Say, hey, I need XYZ from your from your you know business. If you're picking it up, maybe schedule to go pick it up the day before the event or the day before the delivery and then return it the day or two after so that you're not overrunning your um, trucks and you're not overrunning your staff. And there might be able to be some flexibility. You might have to pay a little bit more for that. Um, but perhaps you can negotiate some of that with them. Um, be super respectful of payment terms as well. Um, not everybody has the same payment terms as you. Not everybody says that everything has to be paid, you know, seven days before or 14 days before the day of. Everyone's got different payment terms. So make sure that you understand what their terms are and then follow their rules because you want to build that relationship so that the next time that you get into a situation where you need to uh, subrent something from them. You have that really good relationship with them. You can do that again. If you don't pay your contracts on time, or if you don't pay your payments, or you're disrespectful to their staff or anything, perhaps in the future when you have to go back and rent from them, they're going to say no because of the way that you handled that business. So we always want to make sure that the forefront of our brains and our minds of when we are subrenting and that we are respectful of that. So those are the difference between outsourcing and subleasing. One of the rules of thumb that I have with my staff internally is if a client comes in and they want, you know, so many items that we have, but there's a large portion of those that are not ours, my rule is about 50 to 75%. So they need to rent at least 50 to 75% of their product through us of internal things that we have. And then if there is about 25%, left that we don't own that we need a sub rent then I'm happy to go out and do that we've had clients come to us which we're familiar with our rental business we have uh, furniture tables and chairs backdrops bars things like that the prettier type of rentals um, that have more of the design and decor and different shapes and unique pieces well we've had people come to us and they say hey we want you know red stanchions and red carpet and lights and all those. Well, we don't rent that. And so we are happy to add that to an order as long as you have uh, 50 to 75% of what you're needing is something that we can source in-house on our own. And so we want to make sure it's worth our time, worth our money, because if we're going out and sub-renting that and not making money on that, then that doesn't make sense for us to uh, take that order. That's just a rule of thumb that we've set up for our business. You certainly don't have to do that as well. It's worked out pretty well for us. Anyways, all of that to say, you have the ability to decide whether you even want to do outsourcing and subleasing. 
like I said in the very beginning of this podcast episode, there are plenty of people that don't do outsourcing. There's plenty of people that don't do subleasing and that is good and that's okay. And that is something that they have set up for their business. So don't feel afraid to say, no, you're not open to doing that. If you're not ready for it. Something that I also will mention is that subleasing and outsourcing does require some additional people. So if you are a rental business owner or work for a rental company that maybe just you or maybe one other person, that might be a bigger task for you to take on and you're not necessarily at a point in your business to be able to do that. However, you can plan for that. So when I was doing my rental company 100% on my own and I maybe had a couple people that had contracted to do my deliveries for me before I started hiring staff, I wasn't able to do sub-renting and outsourcing because I just didn't have the capacity and the time to be able to do that. And so you might be there in your business and that is okay and that's good. So maybe you can plan ahead for that and say, hey, when I have one or two more people on staff with me, then I can do that. Perhaps you can start building those tools to your tool belt, um, per se, of how you can do custom projects. Maybe start thinking and pulling inspiration for future custom projects that you can do. And in the meantime, if you want to offer those things, but you don't have the staff to do so, have a good relationship with a contractor who can make those things for you instead of having to hire someone in-house to do that. So there's lots of different options um, to be able to do that. One thing I do want to talk about before we wrap up this episode is that There is another option for outsourcing. It's doing custom graphics or custom um, paints on your pieces. So outsourcing doesn't necessarily have to be a brand new product or another product from another company. Part of outsourcing could be customizing your pieces. So we have these bars in-house that are acrylic and we can add graphics to those to customize the piece. So part of outsourcing is going out and finding those graphics to do so. Um, part of outsourcing is also custom painting certain things. So there are pieces in our inventory that we specifically have created so that um, those pieces can be custom to the event. So let's say um, Michelob Ultra, for example, was one of our clients. If they wanted a sign and they wanted it in their blue or red color of their branding, we're able to make that that color. That's part of outsourcing. It's, it's changing or creating a new product. And so, um, again, if you don't have the staff to be able to do that or the time capacity to do that, perhaps hire a contractor to help you with that. Um, And same thing if you don't have a graphics machine, if you don't have a vinyl cutter or anything like that, um, partner with a company locally that can do that. We have a company here local in DFW that we hire to do all of our graphics. So a client says, hey, I want this, you know, graphic put on your bar or on your acrylic pedestals or, you know, wherever. We can say, great, that's great. Send us your files, and then we're going to forward that file onto our graphics company. They're going to create that and then come install it on our piece. So not a lot of extra work for us, um, but we need to make sure that we're set up to be able to do that. So if you do that, maybe create a relationship with someone locally that you can do that. Um, Ask them, again, what is your payment structures? What types of files do you need? Do you need uh, a PNG file? Do you need a JPEG? Do you need a PDF? Do you need you know, so many different file options out there, ask them what they need so that when you go to your client to say, yes, we can do that graphic, you already know what to ask them instead of wasting time and being um, that middle person trying to figure out what your graphics company needs. 
All right, I hope this episode has been really helpful for you. We try to make these quick and easy tactical things um, within the Render Podcast. Share what you loved about this podcast. If you love this, if you got something out of this, share it on social media or share it in our reviews. We would love to see those and hear about everything that you guys are learning and applying to your rental companies. Um, I hope you guys have a great week and we will see you next week.